0: Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. Matt, our podcast is in, in the 70s now. Our podcast just got its a AARP card. <laughs> that's right. <Yay. laughs> our podcast is going to dinner. Early. At four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting that early bird. Graduating from melting pot to...
1: K&W cafeteria. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we're going to sleep at
0: 6.15. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to binge watch Fox News. And Matlock. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Actually, eating at 4.30
1: and going to bed at
0: 6.15, not going to lie, that doesn't sound too bad sometimes. COVID really messed up our entire eating habits. Yep. Our There's, kids and us. You we started used... eating just like weird things. Is that what you mean? Like, <laughs> right. Just, just whatever you could find. Yeah, just... whatever was around. <laughs> we used to eat lunch, you know, about noon. Yep. COVID, it's like 2, 2.30. Oh, yeah. And still it kind of happens. Like on Saturdays, Saturdays are just, rest day and mm-hmm. i always make a big dinner and just like put on some music yep you know really enjoy it and uh try and do it early so that then we can play Chill. a game as a family yep. and not just watch tv and so i have to tell the girls we're gonna eat dinner at 5 30 you mm-hmm. know the past two saturdays <laughs> i took them to the library and then they came home and they said we haven't eaten lunch four o'clock <laughs> they were eating lunch at four and i uh, <laughs> said you can't go yeah. grab a snack or something but oh, yeah it's just COVID man COVID I would say that's probably the most disastrous result of the pandemic sure yeah it's I messing mean, up our eating I, th- I
1: think I think everyone would agree with that yeah. when they do studies in 30 years mm-hmm. they're gonna be like oh man people are just eating all willy nilly yeah <laughs> <laughs> If this is your first time uh, listening to Finest Work Songs, you buckle up. It's about 75% dad jokes and (laughs) 25% music. At Finest Work Songs, we love to talk about classic albums. We dissect an album that is universally acclaimed as classic, or if it's something that you know one of us, either Matt or myself, deems to be worthy of uh, discussion. And we just love to talk about music. And that's what uh, this podcast
0: is all about, just really talking about classic music. A lot of our fun comes from interacting with you, the mm-hmm. finest work fans. We
1: are blessed with some of the best listeners and fans in... Potiverse? Is that what we we're calling this? The, yeah, the, the It's Like the multiverse. Yeah, sure. Or yeah, Marvel.
0: It all centers around this podcast. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean we're Iron Man or we're uh, what's his name? The dude uh, with the glove.
1: Wolverine. <laughs> I'm telling him a uh, Marvel multiverse. No, the big, the evil dude.
0: He collected the stones. Oh,
1: um, what is his name? It's um. How do we not know this? Bane. No. <laughs> My daughter's Oh, kill Harry me. Potter.
0: <laughs> that's it. Voldemort. Voldemort. Are we oh, Voldemort. We can't say his name, right? Oh, yeah. Thanos. Thanos. That's it. That's it. it. yes, we're Thanos. Okay.
1: We're totally Thanos. <laughs> but yes, we love interacting with uh, you, the Finest Work fans. We get emails that come in from Finest Work fans that are heartfelt and genuine. And you can tell that they're motivated and led by a deep yearning to to interact and to get stuff off their chest. And I mean, so, we
0: pour our hearts out to you. Yep. And you pour them
1: right back through yep. the emails. Uh, every now and then, we love to read some of the emails that we get from you, the finest work fans, and we do that in a little segment we call Kenny Gmail. Kenny Gmail. This Kenny Gmail comes to us from Anne. At childrensclothingexchange.com. Anne's email is in reference to Feist, the reminder. Wow.
0: All the responses are to Feist. I mean, it hit a nerve, I think. Yeah.
1: Anne's question is, is anyone here in a position to recommend body stockings?
0: Wait, what?
1: Body stockings? Uh, yeah, body stockings. Um, What's a body? St- don't answer that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to search it either. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, this is my work phone. I guess that's what it sounds like. It's like you hang it like over the mantle at Christmas, but it's like full size for your body. <laughs> well, I'm into it. <laughs> Waiting
0: for Santa. Well, hold on. I This person talked about children's clothing exchange. So I thought, oh, maybe they're you know into helping people. But I don't know, man. She's asking about body stockings. Are many. kids wearing that these days? God help us if they are. <laughs> <laughs> That
1: seems a little odd. Well, sorry, we can't help. Can't help with body stockings. Well, maybe this next one we'll, we'll be able to help with. This Kenny Gmail is in reference to our our Adele 21 Epipod. Uh, Another okay. heart-wrenching personal album, so it probably has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. And the question here is, is anyone here in a position to recommend schoolgirl
0: costumes? Uh, is it, uh, Halloween's coming up? Yeah, that must be what this is all about. Right after Valentine's Day, people yep. are like, Halloween. Halloween. Skip from one to the next. I mean, people love
1: Halloween, or it's a really subtle way they're trying to get us to finally
0: do that first uh, of many, I'm sure, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah that's probably that's it. That's probably what it but, is. Sorry we can't help with the schoolgirl yeah. costumes. Maybe
1: this last one we can help. This is in reference to our Hootie and the Blowfish Cracked Rearview Epipod. Okay. So we're going back a couple of years here. Jim Kett is who wrote this uh, in, J-I-M-C-E-T. He writes, check this website to learn how to get free gems on cooking fever free gyms g-e-m-s i guess it's a game oh yeah the game is a lot more fun when you have as many gyms as you could ever want if you like mobile games like this you need to check out the site above
0: are you gonna be playing some kitchen fever well get me some gems. Do you have any games you play on your phone i don't i'm pretty boring like that your game is checking social media <laughs> <laughs> my
1: game is interacting with myself on social media <laughs> as i was called out on recently Too many people know all the inside baseball now about how this high-performing production works. And, uh, you know,
0: our our secrets are out. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say anything. (laughs) Only game I'll play is the Daily Wordle. You're a Wordle head, aren't you? Yeah, man. Is that what they're called? Pretty proud of it, too. I haven't taken that plunge yet. Really?
1: And I love words, even though I don't sound like I know what I'm talking about. I do love (laughs) words.
0: I think you'd be great at it. And also MC, who listeners mm-hmm. will remember from our Taylor Swift epipod. She won the listener's choice and came on. There's a Taylor Swift wordle. Oh. Taylor-doll. Oh. Which I thought uh, they should have called it Wordle, Taylor's version.
1: Right, right. But yeah.
0: she doesn't like it if I if I get the word ahead of her. But I'm just playing Wordle looking at song titles where she knows the whole universe of Taylor Swift. Yeah. She has too much information to draw from. She is deep into the Taylor Swift multiverse. In that multiverse is Taylor Thanos? Jake Gyllenhaal is the evil villain. That's it. Jake yeah. is Thanos. I'm going to text her real quick and ask yeah. her. Uh, I started typing in T-A-Y like I'm texting Taylor Swift. <laughs> Hold on. M C.
1: <laughs> Dear MC, in your mind is Jake Gyllenhaal Thanos. All
0: right, so I texted her. I'm thinking that she's going to say that Taylor would be Black Widow. Ah. Because she likes Black Widow, and Black Widow's awesome. That seems like a fair assessment. Also, I should text her and be like, get back to work. It's school. (laughs) There are days when I'm texting her memes or something. Right. (laughs) And thinking, she's in school right now, but I need her to see this.
1: You got to see this this woman yelling at a cat yeah, right now. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to me, the, the fact that like both my daughters will text me like in the middle of the day about something. And I'm yeah. like, shouldn't you be paying attention or something right now? At
0: first, I would call her out on it. Yeah. And then I learned quickly that she said they're all on their phones during class and the yeah. teacher won't say anything. That's crazy. So now I'm like, eh, just drink the Kool-Aid. Let's have fun.
1: <laughs> Here's another meme.
0: Yeah. Well, listeners, sorry that we couldn't help much today.
1: <laughs> no, nope, we weren't very helpful. But no, we, we definitely appreciate the, all the, the emails that come in to us at finestworksongs at gmail.com. Just love interacting with fans. So thanks for
0: that. Keep them coming. Maybe we'll read one of yours in a future Kenny Gmail. We can help by just providing some good insight yeah. on some deep music. Yeah. Um, what is that deep? deep music that we're going to be reviewing today, Matt.
1: Well, today we're going to be reviewing Arrested Development's debut album, Three Years, Five Months, and Two Days in the Life of Da-Da-Da.
2: Lord, allow me to drink some more. He said what well, I am searching for are the answers to all which I'm front of me. The ultimate truth started to get blurred. For some strange reason it had to be, it was all a dream about Tennessee. Take me
0: we jump into this interesting Mm -hmm. classic question mark (laughs) we always like to begin with our memories of an album so what is your memory of this album
1: we discussed on our public enemy epipod a couple years ago how hip-hop and rap particularly in the late 80s early 90s it was not something i gravitated toward i think at that time it was something that was very foreign to me big part of the reason why stuff like public enemy and nwa and late 80s early 90s rap didn't speak to me it was two reasons one i didn't get it so i didn't like it that wasn't the case with the rest of development there are themes on this album that i remember in you know, 1992 you being a j- junior senior in high school and thinking oh my gosh like they're kind of saying the same things that i'm thinking about kind of like you can be proud of your heritage without being misogynistic and not being combative, and I, I think at that time that that's kind of where my head was. Gangster rap was coming into its own. It was so overtly kind of violent, and misogynistic, and then you've got these this multi gender, multi generational group <laughs> out, you know, out of Atlanta still hitting on I thought some really deep themes about the past of, of the South and dealing with mm-hmm. racism and while still being Afrocentric and, and being pro community and all that. And so at that time, it was a very refreshing change
0: in hip hop for me.
1: What about you? What, what's your memory of Arrested Development?
0: Matt, a few years back, I was down on my luck. I had a lot of good ideas, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get people to pick up on them. And so I had a pretty unstable work history. Then I got a job at this museum of natural <laughs> history. And uh <laughs> I was working the night shift. It's a good song by the way. night shift Commodores. I played it every night. So you'd kick off your duties. yeah yep. <laughs> this old guy Cecil. he gave me this big instruction booklet on what to do every night. and I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, just I'm gonna yeah. kick my feet up. Put on some night shift by the Commodores <laughs> sure. and just like read a magazine, you know, yep. like what's going to happen in here? Yeah. Who's going to break in and steal a T-Rex Right, yeah, <laughs> or right. something? But listen, Matt, it's going to be hard to believe, but one night I found that when the sun went down, all the exhibits came to life. What? I swear. I wouldn't lie to you. Came to life. Came to life. You know, I was playing with the T-Rex. He liked to fetch a dog bone and there was a little monkey who would steal my keys. And Dang. Yeah, it was crazy. How did, this not make the news? It would have if I hadn't done my job well. Uh, I That's what the instruction booklet was for. So anyway, it was too much for me, and I was going to quit. But sure. I didn't have another job. Yeah. And was, I gave it another go. You know, the second time, I did better. I, I followed the instructions, mm-hmm. and I was able to see how these old-timers had kept it under control for all these years. And I found out that the power lay in this ancient Egyptian tablet. It's always an ancient Egyptian tablet. It must have just been like magic town back there oh my in gosh, Egypt, you know? Man. Just... <laughs> Mummies walking around, even though nobody had died yet. Yeah, card tricks everywhere. Yeah, we're all like, how were the pyramids made? Uh, what about uh, the Sphinx? It was a tablet, man. Yeah, they, yeah tablet. like they tapped on the tablet like as an iPad. <laughs> boop, boop. Up comes <laughs> the pyramid, yeah. <laughs> uh, just kidding. We know that slaves built that, and that's not funny. Yeah. But. So these old guys were trying to steal the tablet, and I found out that that's how they were still kind of active and strong, and they didn't want to lose that. They didn't want to just Uh. deteriorate into, into old age. And so they were stealing it, but that also meant that all the exhibits would die. I think I had to get it back. Mm. And so me and some Neanderthals and Mm -hmm. Christopher Columbus, we all worked together. Sure. So these old guys, let me tell you that Cecil, he's the one who was behind this all. Oh, wow. I'll just say one thing about Cecil Dick. Oh, Van Dyke played (laughs) the character Cecil. And so it was a great performance on his part anyway got everything back all the exhibits gathered around everybody's celebrating at the end you know yeah. teddy roosevelt was like speech speech yeah. and i was like oh you guys want me to give oh, a speech man. and he's like no speech for rest development is outside and he's going to be giving a concert and i was like you guys can't go out there you know yeah, you'll, the, you'll the whole die. tablet and yeah. thing you know but they did convince me to go get the album so oh, from that point on every night we would listen to the rest development album in there
1: you went from listening to commodores mm-hmm. to rest development okay. yeah when yeah. you were trying to like keep everything under control were there any like cats nipples you had to milk or anything <laughs> like that i
0: have nipples Craig. can you milk mine gosh i love that movie it's so uncomfortable so awkward painful i love that movie because there's a point where you're laughing and you're feeling bad for bit stiller yeah. like in the beginning yeah, yeah then there's a point when it turns yeah I think it's when he's like trying to paint the cat's tail. Oh, yeah. That I thought, okay, I don't feel sorry for you. This is on you now. Yeah, this is on you (laughs) now. It turned. Right.
1: No matter your life or whatever, we've all been in those situations like where he's talking with Owen Wilson and Owen Wilson's asking about like his stock portfolio. And he's just like, I'd say it's good to pretty good yeah. like i mean like we've all had those conversations <laughs> where you don't really have an answer so you just bs your you way through it, it. <laughs> yeah. i, I forgot owen wilson was in that so awkward
0: and owen wilson's
1: like oh no jc was jewish oh
0: that's right <laughs> i forgot about that so we're gonna see why this album became so huge starting with their second single off the album track number three people every day
2: Treble tone. tone. on my radio tape, play a box, right? Box, Just loud right. enough hey. so folks can hear us hype. See, out of nowhere yeah. comes a woman I'm dating. Investigation, maybe she was different.
0: Let us pass, said, A different sound in hip-hop than what we're hearing at that time, Right. somewhat related to the Tribal Tongues movement mm-hmm. in being kind of alternative hip-hop, mm-hmm. which really ticked speech off because his whole thing was hip-hop should be big enough that this is not an alternative to hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought hip-hop was about expression of black culture and, and history and innovation, but the sort of hip-hop world said, no, This is this is alternative. This is different from what was popular at the time. Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, a lot going on. I always felt like this fit in with, especially Tribe's first album. Yeah. Because they were wearing the Sheikis. Mm-hmm. The bright colors he talks about. Yeah. On here. I think one of the things that we'll dig into, Matt, is what was so different about Arrested Development mm-hmm. that A, made them hugely successful, right? but also very much on the outskirts to where now they're not even really included in rap history. No. People don't talk about them. Mm-mm. You'll hear Tennessee somewhere or Mr. Wendell Wendell. or something. But Mm -hmm. when you dig into Southern hip hop, the popularity of that began with Goody Mob and Mm Outkast, whereas Arrested Development sold four or five million albums. I think that popularity, the
1: way they exploded,
0: part of it was that
1: sort of counter argument, that counter personality to like what you said was going on in, in rap and hip hop, which we talked about this, I think, on the Public Enemy Epipod. A lot of people, and I'll throw myself in that camp, Saw Arrested Development as, quote unquote, positive rap. Right. With some time between that and maturity, you go, okay, that's kind of myopic and narrow-minded. Not that they weren't positive rap. It wasn't positive hip-hop. That argument then says that all the other stuff is negative and terrible and bad. Right. But I think at that point, you know, in 1992, they hit a nerve. A lot of people wanted, quote unquote, positive rap. And again, you're not getting the misogyny. They're talking about you know guns and shooting people, but in a kind of like, why are we doing this? This has to stop. Why are we killing each other kind yeah. of way?
0: This song in particular, I think is the most problematic yeah. in the stark contrast. I mean, he calls other yeah. people of color by the N-word. Yeah.
1: Not in the kind of familial
0: conversational way He's, he said you're taking that route yeah you know you're acting like that right that to me is extremely divisive Yep. total positive message yeah and some really encouraging great stuff yep. on this album because mm-hmm. everybody else is saying hey we are expressing our reality in our life and i'm not talking about the white kids in the suburb yeah. who are reciting Dr. Dre lyrics or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. That is a culture in Southern California that was being represented. He's diminishing that. He could have been me.
1: He could have been any sort of suburban white person going, why are they killing each other? Like, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. so, so, stupid, you
0: know, um, kind of thing. He's saying they instead of we. Yeah. That's the veiled, why are they killing each other? Right. I mean, yeah. I think he really loved... People, I mean, he raps so much about the history and what went wrong and what, what's right and wrong. I mean, I think he's a really good MC. I think it was too far. Mm-hmm. It was so far that white people loved it Yeah, because it was safe. Yeah. But it was also went so far that they kind of ostracized
1: themselves yeah. in their own community. Yeah.
0: I've never thought about it until now too, but like,
1: you know, it's like we're everyday people. Yeah. Again, he's, he's putting this divider between him and mm-hmm. them, like the other side of the African American community. Yeah. No,
0: we're everyday people. You guys are on the, the outer limits. Yeah. On the margins of society. Samples from a Sly and the Family Stone, yep. which is very fitting. Mm-hmm. I think that influenced their sound. Sure. And uh, the whole group dynamic. This was a huge hit on multiple continents. It was number one on the Dance Urban Chart in Canada. It was number one in the... Billboard Hot Rap Songs in the U.S. In the U.K., reached number two of their singles chart, but only number two, Matt, because uh, at that point, <laughs> I don't care who you are, but you are not overtaking Boys to Men. No shame in finishing number two to that. You gotta just accept reality there. But yeah, it was top twenty in Ireland, the Netherlands. I mean, at this point. Matt rap is not that popular. No. So that speaks to kind of that yeah. reggae feel this had. It was alternative rap.
1: <laughs> it was alternative rap and you know probably have folks a little bit older than we were at that time who remembered Sly mm-hmm. and the Family Stone mm-hmm. too.
0: So I mean they're you know they're, they're hearing something familiar, they're hearing something that they like. Here's a great way to describe it. So this British DJ named Trevor Nelson.
1: Is every DJ in Britain named Trevor? Trevor.
0: <laughs> in 96 he picked this as one of his favorites he said it's so cool it came out when there were a lot of emerging acts like jamiroquai oh yeah
1: Sure, we'll do a Jamira Kwai. Oh, yeah.
0: At least one.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's Trevor's fault that Arrested Development doesn't get talked about anymore because he lumped them in with Jamira <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. All right. We're moving on. This is their third single, Mr. Ah! Winter.
2: In fact, no, brother, man, here, have two Two dollars means a snack for me But it means a big deal to you be strong, serve God only Know that if you do, beautiful heaven awaits Asked to pull my rope for the first time I saw a man with no clothes, no money, no plate Mr. Wendell, that's his name No one ever knew his name, cause he's a no one Never thought twice about spending on an old bum Until I had the chance to really get to know one Now that I know him, to give him money isn't charity He gives me some knowledge, I buy him some shoes And I think blacks spend all their money on big colleges Still most of y'all come out confused Go ahead, Mr. Wendell I'm a free that you and I think is dumb. To be without the worries of quick to this society. For Mr. Wendell's a bum. His only worries are sickness and an occasional harassment by the police in their chase. Uncivilized, we call him, but I just saw him eat off the food we waste. Civilization, are we really civilized? Yes or no? Who are we to judge? When thousands of innocent men could be brutally enslaved or killed of our racist grudge. Mr. Wendell has tried to warn us about our ways, but we don't hear him talk. Is it his fault when we've gone too far and we got too far? Cause on him, we walked Mr. Wendell, a man, a human in flesh, but not by law. I bid you dignity to stand with pride. Realize it all in all, you stand tall. Go ahead, Mr. Window. Mr. Wendell,
1: yeah, yeah. I still love this song. You know, <laughs> I just—it's so good. I think what you quickly learn is like speech and arrest development their heart is in a good place they have really good intentions yeah whether it was rock music country music rap music especially at this time you weren't hearing a lot of songs talking about homeless people other than that Phil Collins song oh my know.
0: gosh another day in paradise <laughs> another day in paradise it's the worst
1: I appreciate the fact that they're humanizing
0: homeless people. They're humanizing people who are on, again, on the margins of society. One difference between the Phil Collins song is Phil drove by in his. Yeah. Right. Lambo. Yeah. And saw, <laughs> so, you know, people living in boxes. Right. You know? Yeah. Whereas speech is talking about, there was a real Mr. Wendell, yeah. you know, like he's actually and interacting he's engaging with, with and talking and, with yeah, yeah, right. people who are homeless.
1: Right. I appreciate the fact that he spells it out. He's like, he's a human in flesh, but not by law. The flip side of that is he also kind of describes it as like, oh, this man is so free from the constraints of society and and materialism and all this, which is true, but it's also a tad paternalistic to be like, oh man, it must be great to not have to worry about paying your mortgage and paying bills and, oh, and also having a roof over your head and
0: food to eat. Not that there wouldn't be someone experiencing homelessness who doesn't have this wisdom, but it's kind of like, not only is a human, he's Mm -hmm. like elevated and enlightened. Yes. People deny the humanity of someone experiencing homelessness. Mm -hmm. He in a way kind of is too. There's a messiness to homelessness. Sure. There are systems that speak to it. There's mental health, Mm -hmm. there's addictions, there's choices. I mean, there's so many nuances that go into it. Yeah. And so I think there was good done by the song, especially yeah. to the millions of white kids like me mm-hmm. who bought this CD. It painted someone in a different light. It helps us see people yeah. as people. And if you don't think that a lot of white people listen to this album, if you go hey, man, here's a dollar. In fact, no, brother, man, here I have two. A majority of the white population could finish that. Yep, exactly. (laughs) I was surprised at how much of this song I still knew. We loved it. It was great. It helped us to see people. Mm -hmm. But then the danger is it didn't help us to see the reality of homelessness. Right. We look at somebody, and if they're not Mr. Wendell, oh, what's wrong with that homeless person? Yeah.
1: The only thing that came out of it was the human element of Mm -hmm. homelessness. That's a great thing to have happened. It's not quite on the level of Bono. You're singing in Do They Know It's Christmas? You know, well, tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But there is that element of there's a wistfulness kind of to Mr. Wendell.
0: We've talked about the proverbial freshman class that Dave Matthews is in there. Yep. Ed Kowalczyk from Live. (laughs) And their speech over there. And he stands up, and he just goes, civilization are we really civilized? <laughs> Who are we to judge? And everybody's like, oh, oh man, God, you're so, so right. Deep. Oh, so dude. Right. So it feels oversimplified. Yeah. It's still such a catchy song, man. I see why it was a hit. Yeah, I think he's a good MC. I'm not putting him up there with anybody. Yeah. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed going back to visit this album. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yep. He was better than I remember. And I forgot how much his singing was a part. It really is him. The group is him. Yeah. But yeah. there were so many other people in the group. <laughs> But mostly what you saw them doing is like, it was almost like Artist Collective. Yeah. Because yeah. you saw Dancing and the guy that he started it with, Headliner, was mm-hmm. on the turntables. Mm-hmm. But then they got Baba OJ. You know, we talked about on the Red Hot Chili Peppers of a Pod about Lollapalooza. Yeah.
1: And I remember seeing Arrested Development at... Lollapalooza. That's right. Baba Oj is just kind of sitting in a rocking chair like the whole time. Yeah, I thought that guy was probably seventies,
0: eighties. Oh, I thought he was ninety. He was like fifty seven years old. Right. And
1: I'm like, oh my god, oh my gosh.
0: I would take a mortgage out of my house, (laughs) and I would purchase a ranch just to bet it. On the fact that he was older than 70. North of 70. And he played up the old thing. He did. If you're 57, you don't need to be sitting in a rocking chair. Yeah, and
1: I expect him to stand up and like, oh, grab his bag. Exactly. He had a
0: stick. He had a stick. (laughs) I mean, all right, let's keep moving. We were going to do Fishing for Religion which I think is a really good song. Mm -hmm. And that to me, isn't a song that goes too far, has a really great message. Mm -hmm. It is basically, hey, churches, if you don't seem to care about what's going on with people in society, then how do you claim to follow Jesus? Because he really cared Mm -hmm. about the marginalized and the poor. He said, I'm still fishing for religion because I'm not buying just the show that you're giving. I love it. We were going to do you. I love you. Oh, thanks, Matt. Oh, you I appreciate that. Yeah, oh, ever since
1: you made me eat poop on <laughs> oh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> I can't help but love you. No, you can't. I am so lovable. You are so lovable. Matt. You're it's... so huggable. God, I just want to pinch your cheeks.
0: <laughs> so let me tell you one thing. I noticed that this has co-writing credit with Bob Dylan. Naturally, I Google Bob Dylan, Arrested Development, and then the letter U. Okay. And I'm thinking it's going to immediately come up. Yeah. Right. Matt, (laughs) July 23rd, 2009, Bob Dylan was taken into custody by the police in New Jersey because the residents complained that he was, quote, suspicious and perhaps, quote, homeless. (laughs) The arresting officer, she said, we see a lot of people on our beat, and I wasn't sure if he came from one of our hospitals or something. So Bobby D is wandering the streets. And they arrest him. And they arrest him. And quote, eccentric looking old man <laughs> in the mid-afternoon. and uh, You can't deny it. Yep. I'm going to send this to our Bob Dylan yep. expert, Dwayne Davis. We'll see if he responds.
1: I picture you know, when they're arresting Bob Dylan... That- across the street huddled around that trash can fire is Neil Young with his fingerless gloves he's looking over he's like Bob <laughs> That's right. you're doing it That's wrong right.
0: Neil <laughs> stays under the radar man Bob is wandering around just <laughs> mumbling just mumbling to just himself, mumbling to himself. Yeah. let's keep rolling Tennessee, while we don't get to those two tracks Tennessee, we definitely have Tennessee, to hit this last one
2: Tennessee 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 Lord I've really been real stressed down and out It have to be so damn tough I don't know where I can go To let these ghosts out of my skulls My grandma passed, my brother's gone. I never at once felt so alone I know you're supposed to be my steering wheel Not just my spare tire So Lord, I ask you To be my guide and force of truth For some strange reason it had to be He guided me to Tennessee. If
1: there was an element to Arrested Development that was safe to white people, I remember this song in particular, the line there of, walk the roads my forefathers walked, climb the trees my forefathers hung from. Yeah. I remember, like, oh. Impactful. It is. Some of the lines on this album are great. The sort of kernel of who Arrested Development are and, and were with this album was in that first stanza you know although i'm black and proud problems got me pessimistic yeah that's this album that's them i was reading a review i think it was av club did a review mm-hmm. 20 years after this album came out and said one of the unfortunate things with the rest of development is they were quote hip-hop hippies time is rarely
0: kind to hippies and the people that got out of that was tribe moved on after their first album Mm -hmm. did low in theory which five mics from the source and puts them into the history and same with de la soul got away from it and are still legends yeah like you were
1: saying with mr wendell swing a cat at any white person our age and say take me to another place and they're probably going to come back with take me to another land i mean because people remember this song so vividly and
0: i still love it this is interesting 2007 poll of vh1 viewers placed it at number 71 on the greatest songs of the 90s 78 on vh1's 100 greatest songs of hip-hop but it's not on any major hip-hop publications top 100 songs of the 90s just vh1 which is pretty white yeah it won grammys it sold 5 million i mm-hmm. think so it was intensely popular with critics and people but it seems like it's primarily i'm not saying it was only white people obviously but right. it seemed like for the reasons that we've talked about this entry into hip-hop for white people that didn't lead really anywhere else
1: yeah if you're at a cookout or a party or something you say something about hey someone to play horseshoes
0: I gave A horseshoe. now I. <laughs> every time man that's what you think about sad he lost his grandmother and his brother and then wrote this song in response to that Speech is clearly
1: a sharp dude to be able to come up with the, the lines that he did. I think the idea of Arrested Development was a good idea, a group that was kind of needed when they came along. I think they struck at the right time for them. Clearly, they mm-hmm. hit a nerve and sold a lot of albums. To still be in so many people's subconscious about music from that era and to just not even be recognized is a strange thing.
0: It is. Matt, I heard back from Dwayne. Okay. Again, listeners, Dwayne Davis. Davis. Our Bob Dylan expert. Resident Bob Dylan expert. Our resident, yeah. yeah. We've had him on two Twice. epipods mm-hmm. to represent Bob Dylan. First, we did Blood on the Tracks and he educated us. Yep. Second, we had to have him on when we did We <laughs> Are the World because Bobby D is... The best part about We Are the World. Yeah. In response to the story about Bob Dylan getting arrested, <laughs> Dwayne says this, two comments. One, Bob Dylan's going to Bob Dylan. Sure. Fair point. Yep. Two, <laughs> Also, I have not ever heard that story, but I'm amazed it's the only time he got picked up for looking lost and homeless. <laughs> that's kind of his M.O. <laughs> uh, While we're good. at it, we also heard back from MC. If there was a Taylor Swift multiverse, sure. who would Taylor be? And would Jake be Thanos? Mm-hmm. MC said Taylor would be Iron Man because she's the main character. That's a good point. That makes sense. And Jake would for sure be Thanos. <laughs> for sure. Now, get back to class. I'll get back to work. <laughs> all right listeners we have come to the part of our epipod where we challenge one another if you had to remove a song oh which one would it be
1: what would arrest development do
0: speech is going to make you write an endorsement for his philosophy book that Oof. he's putting out <laughs> if you don't Oof. remove a song if you had to which one would it be the song
1: i would remove because goodness knows i don't want to have to write a forward to his philosophy book would be reigning revolution
2: i said it, trip drum, a trip drop a
1: On an album full of songs about searching for religion and meaning, and fixing society's woes and making change, this one is an easy kind of theme to go with. You know, raining revolution, and it doesn't do anything for me. What about you?
0: I would remove people every day and i know it's controversial because there are other songs i like less mm-hmm. my hope in removing that is that they would not have gone so far and been so divisive Yeah. no matter what this album is going to attract white people and that could be a great thing and i think it was a great thing Yep. but i would love to see that happen while it also did not alienate themselves yeah. from what was going on in hip-hop
1: yeah there's that part in people every day where he says i'm not ice cube and in the background you hear who yeah and you're like uh, yes 1992 ice cube was still younger and newer and but that does not age well the asking who is ice cube no so, not at oof. All. that would be an interesting sort of multiverse thing to see. Right, if you a world where the song was not on this album yeah
0: they were still so earnest I don't know that it could have made a huge difference but mm-hmm. that really does not sit well using the n-word in, in that, that manner yep now finest work fans it's time for your senior quote <laughs> wonder if it stings for them to hear. Boys to men. Boys to men after they kept them from number one in the UK. Oh, we were so close. So this is the part where it's your senior year, yearbook's coming out, and you get to put a quote underneath your picture. And that could represent the journey behind you, the journey ahead. the head. Could be big middle finger to everybody. Mm-hmm. Could be an inside joke. It could be whatever you want so matt from this album yep what would your lyric be
1: I always kind of vacillate between what i would want it to be and what it probably really would be yeah. so my initial thought was i would have loved to have gone with this line from give a man a fish rhythm makes your bottom move <laughs> but <laughs> thinking back to you know 18 year old me mm-hmm. it probably would have been actually more along the lines of these lines from you i pray for the day i have a strong wife or a strong son or daughter or strong both give them a foundation of values, I think I'd make a great coach for them and warn them of sin. Because that's probably what I, where my head was at. So
0: sincere. And, yeah,
1: it was, it was so literal. You
0: were going to college to get your MR degree. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Trying to find my MRS. Yep. Yeah, that's probably also where my the head end. was at, and Warn them of sin. Oh my sin. gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> what about you? What's your senior quote? All
0: right, I would go the deep route. Sure. Uh, civilization. Are we really Ooh. civilized? Yes or no, who are we to judge? Oh yeah, that's good.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, I think another reason why this album like really struck a nerve with folks like us and Mm -hmm. our age, we're also of that generation, bands like R.E.M. and U2, we're like one speaking to like societal, global issues and also putting out these like, nebulous philosophical questions that fit right along in those kinds of quotes and it's like oh
0: man coming out of the decadence and the ills of the 80s yeah that's what produced the 90s right and that the sort of slacker generation the questioning and everything mm-hmm. and, and it involved philosophy yeah. like this
1: are we really civilized yeah
0: ed Kowalczyk <laughs> is nodding his head he's like yes he's spinning his ponytail around <laughs> that's what he does instead of clap (laughs) he just spins that ponytail around
1: he probably has like arrested development lyrics like tattooed on his back yeah are we really civilized (laughs) again i had not listened to this album in many many years this is one for all its warts and all its cringeworthy issues those are overshadowed by the positivity and maybe that's me as a middle-aged white guy saying that for me
0: there's so much hip-hop there's so little time there's so much that i could and want to listen to before i go back to this right i will say it's so much better than i remember it yeah i thought it was yeah. just kind of trite and kitschy and it's actually pretty, good. pretty catchy this yeah. is really good that's good it yeah. was
1: fun to listen to it yeah totally Thanks to all the Finest Work fans for listening to Finest Work Songs. You can engage with us on social media at Finest Work Songs on Twitter or Instagram. You can also check us out on Facebook. Check out our website,
0: FinestWorkSongs.com. All right, we'll, we'll see you next time. And since we didn't get to it, we're going to go out with a little bit of fishing for Religion. I
2: throw my line until I made my decision. Until then, I'm still fishing for the A.
0: Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio. And you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music.